0: Hey, another week is coming, gone. Hope everyone had an amazing weekend. Spring's finally here. Welcome to episode 40 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. Due to recording this uh, intro a couple days earlier, there's going to be a one-week break from the OTC Player of the Week. Uh, That being said, if you or anyone you know had a fantastic week on the Diamond, let us know at Twitter, that's at Outside the Shoot, That way they could end up being a player of the week and get their shout out on a future episode. So uh, yeah, let us know. Now on to this week's guest and we sat down and chatted with former King and his court member and current manager of national teams and Canadian championships for softball Canada, Mike Brancho. Mike has had quite a career in the game as he was able to travel all over North America with the late great Eddie Fainer and the King and his court and play in front of thousands of fans on a nightly basis. Mike would also be named to an ISC All-World team in 1999 while playing with the Amsterdam Spear from New York before going on to his current position with Softball Canada. We're going to talk to Mike in this interview about getting a start in a game in Cornwall, winning a silver medal at the Intermediate Easter Canadians in 1993, joining the king in his court and the amazing stories from his time there, as well as a great story about having dinner with the legend Gordie Howe, and much more. Mike was an absolute treat to talk to And I'm sure we could have chatted for hours on end With the amount of stories he had to share with us So as usual, grab that drink, sit back, relax Because here we go i got the world in my
1: palm Lights, camera, action, I can't describe what I'm feeling Ain't never felt this freedom I've got the world in my palm
0: There we go. <laughs> I was waiting for it this time. What, what are we talking about? Uh, I don't know.
2: What are you going to talk about? <laughs> it's beautiful today. Oh, unreal. So, what was the temperature today? Did 15 you, is the 15. What is it said in the vehicle. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful day. Yeah, getting yeah. on to ball season mm. and minus four tomorrow. Makes you start
0: craving. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wind, <laughs> yeah. wind chill, probably minus 20.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Influence. It's great, though. Great yeah. weather.
0: Oh, friggin' right. Clearing yeah. up though the land. Yes. Now, but that's the thing. Like getting us like little teas today. or just like, oh, come on.
2: Ball season. Oh, I got some good news for you, and I forgot to even tell you. You mofo. Sorry. But uh, so our ball field in Lance, we got the go-ahead for new lights and new fence. What? Yeah. Municipal and provincial government. Cody Boyce called me, our MP. God love you, Cody Boyce. King's hands. Yes. We got the uh, go-ahead for lights and fence. So brand new lights and new fence. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's really great news for the spring. Yeah. Had to hold on to that right I till do, now. Well, I want to save it for the I'm park all happy. <laughs>
0: new, <laughs> new lights there will <laughs> be
2: awesome. Yeah. You'll be able to see right field.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so true.
2: Yeah. Remember that game we played last year and that Henniger kid was in right field and the, <laughs> it was foggy out and there was no lights out there. And he caught it. And the, the ball was like 300 feet in the air. <laughs> yeah. And we're looking out. We couldn't even see him. And then he comes running in with the ball in his glove.
0: <laughs> I was like, I was like, Oh, here's an inside the park home, right? Yeah.
2: Henny, where are you? little <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ginger. That was crazy. <laughs> Henny, I yeah, know you're listening. Great catch, buddy. It was a great catch. Oh, freak! Yeah. So what's going on anyway?
0: Uh, well, we news on the uh, nationals. There, we uh, yeah. St. John's is out the host. Uh,
2: yeah. Very understandable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What can you? do? It, it was more than expected, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, you know, chatting with the guys over time, we we figured as much. It was going to be canceled. Mm-hmm. It's very unfortunate. Two years in a row that it is. There is talk that there's possibly going to be a tournament though this summer, uh, mm-hmm. at another venue. And we can actually talk to our guest today about that.
0: Yeah. I'm sure he knows Same, he's a little bit the of...
2: manager of the Canadian nationals yeah. or national championship. Sorry. Yeah. Mike Branshaw. Yeah. Bonjour.
0: So yeah, we'll find out more. Yeah, right it's too that.
2: bad. Um, we've been going hard though. You, yeah. you and I with our, uh, the senior team at the dome every Sunday and then a group of 24 kids after that mm-hmm. for, uh, for an hour. It's been going really well. That's good. Kids are excited.
0: Yeah. The, uh, like the, the younger group there, how are they like, I haven't, I haven't got to stick around with them, but uh, how, how are they taken to it?
2: Really good. Like they're very receptive. A lot of them are brand new to the sport. Yeah. Um. Some of them are baseball players that I'm trying to bring over to the dark side, <laughs> um, but they're gaining, uh, you, you know, a lot from it for sure. Yeah. It, it's amazing though. Some of those kids. And not to knock anybody else or any other coaches, but some of those kids, even their batting stance or how to approach the plate or any of that stuff is all brand new to them right. as what we're teaching. Yep. So it's been great for us because mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a refresher for us. And it's also getting those kids interested in in playing softball exactly Fastball, exactly whatever you want to call it yeah freaking right no we love it for sure that's and awesome. i get you know it's nice having help from some of the senior guys mm-hmm. and uh and woody of course yep absolutely Coach extraordinaire yeah yes sir yeah he's a beauty
0: on to our guest uh we touched on it there mike mike Brancho. uh yeah i got a lot of questions for him man i guess you do <laughs> like uh, the whole king in his court like yeah that's you know that's just epic the, you know like everybody knows about king of the Court. yeah exactly and the fact that mike got to got to play there for a number of years yeah. and probably has some fantastic stories and yeah. and
2: i'm gonna ask him a lot of questions because do you have the answer to how many players have actually played on king's court
0: i went on their website and
2: like, I, you know what did <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course i did uh i think it's around you know, between 16 and 20 around there. And
2: that's not a lot for that many of um, years that they played. 1940. Jesus.
0: 1940 is when it started. Is that right? Yeah. Like that's unreal.
2: Like, I like reading stuff. They played in a lot of prisons and stuff too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there
2: were 16, but then there were only 12 when they were done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I watched a lot of videos this week, like leading up to this. And I mean, some of the videos, like they were like, they were playing in major league stadiums that were half full.
2: Yeah. That's nuts. So I mean they were rock stars man.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to talk ask Mike, you know, if, you know, if Eddie ever talked about that or yeah. or anything like that
2: cuz yeah. imagine he has some pretty good stories about oh, it. Oh, I hope so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm so sure. anyway, we'll uh,
2: Mike be prepared. We have some questions about Canadian senior nationals. <laughs> yes,
0: we do. <laughs> yeah. If we can ask. Them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, if we can ask them. <laughs> anyway, let's uh let's get to Mike. Okay, sounds good, man. <laughs>
0: all right here we go mike thanks for coming on the podcast buddy hey thanks
3: a lot guys for having me should be fun
0: yes sir absolutely how's uh how are you nancy and the kids making out
3: good i mean uh as good as can be that's for sure it's been a <clears throat> it's been a long year um you know but uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel as they say so uh you know, I know the boys are missing missing sports. There's a little bit of hockey going on here, but it's not uh, not close to the same. There's no contact in junior, and uh, you know, so my oldest is uh, you know he's actually uh, heading out to play tonight, and then the other one was on the ice last night. We're just playing some inter squad games and stuff like that. So, but it's good. <clears throat> it's good. How's the how's the no contact making out? <laughs> like, um,
2: it's like our gentlemen's yeah. league
3: <laughs> uh, yeah it's uh, well the, the hard part too for for these guys uh, you know at the junior level yeah. you're only playing the one team. So like before Christmas they played the same team 10 times.
2: Holy Jesus oh my God.
3: So, <laughs> How do you yeah. have no
2: contact in that situation? Cuz you're hating guys.
3: Well, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's almost like playing two playoff series. So, um, yeah, things get a little uh out of hand a couple of times uh, especially like you know at the end of games and stuff and yeah. um, my my son's team they ended up winning I think 8, eight games to 2. So, uh wow. yeah, there was some definitely some uh some bad blood brewing there. And one of our kids on, on, on his team, he actually had like a uh, hundred and some Pelly minutes in, in uh, like six games he played. So <laughs> it's shit. like, how do you do that?
2: <laughs> oh,
3: um, so, That's awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Are,
2: are you guys allowed to watch those games? Like, are they allowed to have it's, fans? It's,
3: Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it depends what color coded we're in here in Ontario. Uh Right now we're in orange. Yeah. So unfortunately it's no for the junior ranks and stuff, but I mean, they got this thing called hockey TV. So you pay for, you know, the monthly uh, subscription and then you can, you can watch, but, uh, my younger, he's um, basically U sixteen, so he's first year, the old midget system, yeah. and uh, you're allowed one parent in per um, per kid.
0: Right, right, right. So, so who gets that? Yeah, you, you or Nancy?
3: <laughs> well, I, I'm actually on. I'm on actually on the bench there. So, oh, there, uh, yeah, no, no shit,
2: in. involved with everything. Yeah, so. yeah that's good.
3: Yeah. So it's, it's both good and bad. Uh, yeah. you know, we're getting tired of playing the same team. Uh, so we're actually, we, we passed on playing them this month and we're just doing, uh, inner squad. So right. miles yeah. No. yeah, but at least they're getting them off the couch and off their games. And yeah, you know, so we're, yeah, it, it was shut down. There was nothing here at all mm. for, you know, from just after Christmas till, uh, until early February there, so it's good to get
2: back. That's good. So is COVID uh the situation with COVID is it getting better now? I know you're in Ottawa, yeah. but is it getting better in yeah. Ontario in general or
3: Yeah, it's a lot better than what it was in um, you know, the peak time there just after Christmas and uh in into January. I mean our numbers are still so high, like I think uh, approximately a thousand or so today again in Ontario, oh, geez. A, a majority of those are in Toronto, right? So it's, uh, it's, it's tough there. I mean, obviously people are, are so close together and it's, uh, you know, it, it's hard there. Yeah, It's, it's spread it here, here in Ottawa. I think we were over the course of the last seven days, they give you a seven day average. I think we were around 50 or so a day. Okay. Um, but I mean, it's not. Horrible. We're we're right around the uh mid orange to higher orange in certain yeah. categories. But um you know, it hey, it's uh what do you do, right? No, hundred percent keep moving forward and uh do whatever you can and um yeah, I mean there's been a couple outbreaks in kids' sports and things, yeah. but uh you don't know where that comes from either. So no.
2: Yeah. We we go uh, into an absolute panic when we get more than three here in Nova Scotia. (laughs) Like we had one today, we're down to 17 active cases, I think it is something like that. So it's definitely getting better here, but uh, yeah. Anyway, Mike, listen, we're going to get right into some stuff here. Uh, Randy and I were talking and we wanted to get your, um, I guess, what is your position with Softball Canada? I know that you're manager of national championships and the national teams. Can you just touch on that a little bit for us?
3: Yep. So I started with Softball Canada back in, I think it was 07. And I came in with a manager of uh, Canadian Championships. And I think at the time it was called Domestic Services. So I was kind of looking after the Learn to Play program and uh, slow pitch and a few of the the other things, uh, you know, that are secondary to, I don't want to call them secondary, but um, they're almost like, you know, like, uh, not a major part of, uh, of, uh, of the program in right. the sense that they're assigned one, you know, person specific to that, uh, that structure of, of the programming. So anyway, so, uh, eventually, uh, Harvey Stevenson was, uh, was with the men's team and the women's team, um, you know, and he was take managing, uh, both of those programs <clears throat> and, uh, Harvey retired, I think it was, uh, in um ooh, must have been about 2013 i think it was and at that point in time we did some reshuffling and we wanted to keep the uh the manager uh of the national team program um within the office right so uh so i had the two hats on there uh, of, on the national team side i was taking care of both the men's and the women's program oh. um but that was right about whenever the wbsc went into their uh two-year cycle for world, world championships right all right so yeah. it it got a little crazy for me in the sense of taking care of four teams with you know the junior women's junior men's the men's and the women's yeah. and uh, our border battle teams and anyway so at that after that year we kind of um, separated it and um, um, we hired a person for the women's so I, I stayed on with the men's um, with the men's program, and mm-hmm. since then I've been, as you said, the uh, Canadian Championships and the men's uh, national teams are under my portfolio.
2: Nice.
0: So nice.
3: To, yeah, that
0: I, I wanted to ask you about that 2015 year. I mean, both for the men and women, that, like that was quite a year, what?
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I, I don't think it's ever. Uh, I mean, in Canada, anyways, it was never happened before. So it was really, it was really cool to be part of that. I mean, um, like, you know, my first ever event was back in, in Colombia. in, um, I think it was 13 whenever, um, we went and we won gold,
2: right. um, Jeez. you know,
3: whenever, whenever Skelly hit the bomb, yeah. uh, off of, uh, off of Eric there from Venezuela and, uh, you know, we were playing with, uh, with a mush ball and he absolutely crushed it. So it was, uh, <laughs> ever since then, it, it's like, how am I going to top this trip? But, uh, yeah. in 2015. 2015 we definitely did with uh you know both the pan am games and, and the World uh, gold medals so it was uh it was nice on that side and obviously with the women following up uh after our week in in toronto and and winning gold and beating uh the u.s uh, a very tough and a very good u.s team as well so yeah it was quite the year for softball canada which just happened to be our 50th anniversary as well wow. so uh yeah, amazing. So that's it,
0: uh, that's pretty cool when that when that when it can fall in those dates. I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty special. Yes, somebody yep. somebody had a pretty good game in that
2: uh, world championship. I was just going to mention <laughs> to you that we're not talking about Malali on this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> fucking every time we talk know, on this I, podcast I about Malali.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I actually uh, yeah. I posted a video like a week ago. I, know. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah. I like the guy but holy fuck that's enough.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely uh definitely something that uh anybody that was part of that or there yeah. or you know that loves the game is definitely uh, uh you know a fan of that 2015 comeback, that's for sure. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, it made us all feel like we were part of that team that time. Yeah. It was amazing.
3: Yeah. And I mean, I, I can't say enough about the host either with, uh, you know, Saskatoon putting on a great show and they treated our team and, uh, you know, the fans, just everything was so perfect for us to, to win our hotel. Like, you know, we had special room put aside so we can go over video and, uh, you know uh we just uh, we were just so comfortable we had our own practice diamond we had a dressing room uh you know at our practice diamond uh we had food catered in uh you uh, mean it was just uh, a perfect perfect scenario yeah, yeah um for us and i and, and i know hilly uh jason hill also mentioned uh a little bit about it back on his his uh podcast before christmas about getting sick and there was about yeah. five or six of us that were before the uh you know, before the the event started we went down to the you know and we played Japan in an exhibition game and sure enough they had an outdoor barbecue and <laughs> i was one of those guys that just didn't uh, it didn't sit well and unfortunately i ended up missing the first game against new zealand which is also happened to be the day that we took the team pictures oh, so shit. We are oh. We're a gold medalist and uh you know the yeah i'm sure mike yeah you were really there right well, where are you in this
4: picture? <laughs> no, we yeah really so,
3: yeah, yeah but uh, no we made up for it on the field we had some great pitches on the field yeah. after so uh yeah it, it was uh it was it was great to be part of that that's, that's for wicked. sure
0: right on uh, i don't know how much we can divulge into this year uh, or what uh what's going on
2: uh and we can edit it out if we have to <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, what's uh yeah. newfoundland losing or you know bowing down as far as being the host uh and
2: again, which is understandable. Yeah,
0: but, absolutely. What's, yeah. uh, what's the go ahead right now?
3: Um, well, I mean, it, it's something that, um, you know, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely planning on moving forward, like uh, softball Canada Canadian championship committee, our board, everybody is all in right now to, uh, you know, to have uh, Canadian championships and we're planning um you know i don't want to say a normal a normal schedule but we're planning for all the events to uh to take place right now whether that happens or not obviously it's going to be uh time and and uh you know health and safety and everything has to fall into place for that uh, to happen Mm -hmm. um you know what if if not then we're looking at some alternative plans could be anything from like uh uh, smaller regional events, especially like, you know, like obviously Atlantic Canada, um, anybody that goes in or leaves and comes back has that 14 day, uh, self-isolation happening right yeah. now. Yeah. So, you know what, maybe we can do something for Atlantic Canada. Um, and then, you know, East West or West central type of thing. I, I'm, I'm not sure, but we're definitely, uh, you know, we're not closing the doors. We're looking at some options. And, and, uh, I, I think not only the adults, but, uh, but the kids have to play That's for, that's sure. Absolutely. for us. Absolutely. And, and we don't want to lose, uh, you know, lose that 13, 14 year old that, uh, you know, is just starting to, to develop and just starting to have a great time. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, he, he doesn't play for two years. What's mm-hmm. he going to do? You know, so that's our concern and uh, we just want to make sure that we have options there and on a you know, more selfish. You no, know, our our national team needs to play. Yeah, like yeah. you know, like Argentina is is playing. They're practicing. Uh, they're together. Obviously, New Zealand is. You know, their national championships are happening right now. Right. Um. So, uh, USA. I mean, anything goes. Uh, yeah. you know, there, they can. <laughs> in Florida, they're. Uh, you know, they're they're full out Texas. Yep. I mean, they're opening their. Their stadium for MLB yeah the yeah. Rangers and Jays can have full capacity for yeah so you know so our guys need to need to play and get ready for you know the potential qualifier at the uh in November in, in Argentina so um you know selfishly we gotta look and, and try and make sure that happens yeah. we had a camp uh, scheduled for our national team in April uh in Saskatoon indoors and unfortunately we just uh you know, we had to pull the plug on that. So, um, who knows? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, but uh, Canadian Championships were uh, we're committed, and our board is committed. Our Canadian Championship Committee, as I mentioned, uh, I've reached out to some of the provinces and, and the teams in certain age categories, and and you know, everybody wants to every wants everybody wants to get it done. So, I think with enough, you know, people uh, with the same goal in mind, we can we can make it work.
2: Yep, fingers crossed. Yep. We're all hoping
3: that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, for sure.
2: We need everybody to get vaccinated.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty that takes much. Place. Yeah. Anyway, Mike, yep. uh on to
2: All right, thanks for coming on. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's all you needed, right? Anyway. Not true. We have to... some prison
2: questions. Yeah. On you.
0: on to your career. Uh tell us about yep. getting your uh start in the game in Cornwall.
3: Yeah, um obviously uh, there's a lot of other guys uh, that that uh, guys and gals that have been on here my dad was a uh you know instrumental in me um uh, getting my start in the game uh you know ever since I was a little guy and you know, I had the, the team jersey and, uh, bat boy whenever I could be and shagging balls and, you know, doing all, all that we can. And I think I was about eight years old and, um, there's a whole group of, uh, you know, dads that were involved in hockey and, and stuff. And then next thing you know, they said, okay, well let's, let's start a, a little minor softball association here. So, uh, we had some really good athletes and, uh, you know, so I think we were, like I said, about eight years old. We, came together in the summer and we got some registrations. I think we had enough for maybe three teams or something like that. And (laughs) we kind of threw everybody on the diamond and uh, kind of broke them down from there. And I remember uh, like, you know, uh, uh, okay, all the pitchers go over here. So anyway, so I kind of moseyed over over there and there's probably about six or seven of us. And you know, the first three guys just throw uh, the old bowling ball style, just straight in like that. And I'm thinking, that's not how you pitch softball. I didn't like, you know, <laughs> like my dad's games and what's yeah. going on. So I, so anyways, came my turn. I, I threw a, a windmill and it was, uh, you know, much harder than the other guys that were there. And I was like, Hey, what's going on here? So, you know, ever since then, I was kind of the, a pitcher and we, um, you know, we had some really good teams uh, in the local area, Cornwall's about an hour from Montreal and then about an hour from Ottawa. And, you know, there's a bunch of little towns in between and every one of those little towns seem to have, you know, somewhat of a men's team or, or a combined, um, you know, minor association. So we, we played locally until I think I was uh, 13 or 14 and I was still going all my dad's games. And all of a sudden, the, you know, one day I show up and there's only eight of them. Yeah. So somebody has a bright idea of, You know, throwing Mike in right field. (laughs) So here, Mike was in right field at, you know, 13 years old and. And uh, batting ninth, of course. And, yeah. you know, so that was my start in, in men's. And uh, I have a question.
2: Just uh, I, don't mean to interrupt, yeah. but why is it always we throw them in right field? <laughs> I <laughs> you know. You actually think about it. I have a friend that says, Yeah, I played right field and they always DP'd for me. Yeah. So you're the worst kid on the team. <laughs> hey,
3: that's right. Hey, good point, though. Yeah.
2: yeah. Anyway, sorry, continue, man. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, right but, um anyways yeah so then we uh you know we started with the uh i think it was in Wee. we had a team that kind of went to the, the rural uh, ontario type of route not the oasa and you know we had some eliminations and stuff and we always did okay we never won or you know finished first or anything like that but we uh we more than held our own and and then, uh, I think I was 16 and I started pitching in the intermediate side in, in Cornwall. There's three leagues. And of course, uh, you know, you're, you're playing in all three whenever you're a pitcher. Yeah. So, um, so I got my, my feet wet there when I was about 16. And then I think I was 18 whenever I moved up to our, which was called the Cornwall sportsman's league. And it was more or less the senior guys. Uh, some of them played, you know, in Ottawa and it was, it was pretty good, uh, pretty good a step up from the the three intermediate leagues that I was playing in. So I had some success there. It was fun. I uh, went to school in Ottawa and uh, at university at Ottawa, and, you know, hooked up with some teams here in the Ottawa area on the, uh, intermediate side. And yep. then eventually hooked up with a team called, uh, Ottawa Terpen Pontiacs. Okay. Um, you know, played some, played some there, but before that, actually I, I should say I, I did play for Stittsville 56ers, uh, the junior program
4: Okay. Yep. Um, back oh, in yeah.
3: the day. Yeah. And back then junior was, I think under 19. So, uh, we had a pretty good, uh, run at, uh, Ontario's, uh, you know, uh, there was, I think, almost 30 teams in the Ontario to, uh, yeah. to qualify to go to the Canadian. So, oh, that's crazy. you know, it was, yeah, it was always tough to get out of Ontario. And, then you know, so, uh, so back, Art, back sorry, Mike, sorry Mike yeah, back, like yeah. back
0: when you were with Stittsville there, would, would there be anybody that, you know, that you would have played against that would went on to, to, you know, like higher levels that, uh, that we might know about?
3: Uh, yeah, like uh, the Napanese were always the the top teams, uh, you know, like the the Mike Finns, uh, Billy Landry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, they were our nemesis. We we just never turned the table on those guys at all. We couldn't beat them, um, and uh, so yeah, we never really got. Uh, we got on a roll one year, and we were I think in the final four, and uh, we were playing a late night game. And I think it was right in Napanee. And uh, anyways, we uh, the winner got to play Napanee the next day, and that was your birth to the Canadians because they were guaranteed three spots. Huh. And I remember we were up two runs or something, and it just poured rain. And um, our team never did well in the morning. So the next thing you know, they're, they're scheduling us at like seven a.m. to finish this game. And <laughs> and uh, we had a couple of older guys that at that even at that point like to you know have a have a few cold ones every once in a while. (laughs) We just didn't, didn't show up the next day and we lost two straight and they were all double limbs back then. Uh So we, uh, yeah. So that was my taste in junior. And, uh, like I said, I got to play some senior and I was still going back home. Like I said earlier, it's an hour drive. So I was, uh, you know, I was going back home to play in the Cornwall league as well. And, um, you know, I think that was my exposure whenever, uh, um, the king and his court were were coming into uh, into the northern part of New York. We had some guys from uh, just across the the river in in uh, in New York State, from Messina, who were playing in our league, and um, so that's how I got my introduction to Eddie Fainer, yeah. uh with with them. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't, uh, on a podcast here, I I do have to mention, I was kind of spoiled back in university. I I started with, uh, Labatt back in the day as a campus rep. So my second (laughs) year of university, I, you know, there's a, a great story there. Um, you know, they hired me in late August and, uh, said, you gotta be at your house on, uh, on Monday, um, of labor day. I said okay. They said we're we're sending you we're sending you a shipment. I said okay, and and they said have some guys there with you. And I, all right, no problem. So anyway, so we're waiting, waiting, and there's you know four of us, and all of a sudden this great big. Transport pulled up and there was two skids of cans of beer on there. double blue.
0: Motherfucker! I am so jealous right now. It's ridiculous. That's <laughs> so, so, awesome.
3: So and the uh, boxes of merchandise and stuff. And the deal at the time was, I mean, this is back in you know in the late '80s, yeah. and it was uh, you have five receipts and you go see Mike and you get one case free.
2: No way. Five Holy receipts. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so I went from being like just a regular guy on campus to the most popular guy in the neighborhood.
2: <laughs> Freaking right.
3: <laughs> yeah. So then, That's so amazing. Then, yeah, so then in the summertime, uh, like, you know, obviously they have summer programs. So they said, hey, you play some softball? I said, yeah. They said, okay, well, you want to stay in the summer? We're going to name you the Eastern, Eastern <laughs> Ontario program director for uh, softball
4: holy shit
3: <laughs> so they gave me this little uh little van painted up like a labat blue can <laughs> and i got to tour around on weekends and and play and and visit and drop off beer and
2: holy shit
3: spend some money so i did that for about three years
2: most popular so, yeah, in ontario there.
3: that's <laughs> amazing yeah.
2: that's crazy. Yeah.
3: but the funny part was whenever i was playing with turpain Um, Grant Skinner, who, uh, I'm not sure you guys are familiar with Grant, but he's in our, in our softball Canada hall of fame. He played a little bit with, uh, with, uh, the national team and stuff. And, uh, he played in that pro league out in, uh, in uh, the West for a, for a while. Okay, he was a Mol- he was a Molson salesman. Okay, so so we pull in the parking lot, and anybody going to the game would see a bat blue and a Molson truck <laughs> parked you know pretty close to each other. And Ben uh, <laughs> Grant and I were teammates. So and uh, needless yeah. to
2: say, there was lots of beer at the ballpark.
3: <laughs> there is always beer at the ballpark. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my God! Actually, I got a question about the Ottawa Turpins, the Pontiac. Yeah. there. Did did you guys come to Brookfield for a tournament? in the late eighties. Cause I can remember, um, I, I lived right behind the ball field in, in Brookfield and they had a tournament, a senior tournament, and it was in the eighties and there was a team from Ottawa and they were the Turpin and Pontiacs and they were dressed right to the nines, like in silk uniforms and everything. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, you brought that up and I was like, Oh, that just rang, that rang a bell with me. Yeah. Uh,
3: could have been, I wasn't there, uh, but uh, yeah, they, I, I, a lot of times they go east to Central uh, Mines. Whenever that was a huge event, right? Yeah. But I don't. Um, but I don't remember ever going to Nova Scotia with them. Okay. Okay. Um, but but uh, like I, you know, could they could have for sure. Sure. Um, I I do know that after senior kind of folded in Ottawa here, they also had a pretty good intermediate team and program going for for a few years there in the nineties. So, uh, right on. yeah, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, quite the experience, that's for sure. Uh, you know, I think I was in my early twenties playing with those guys and, wow. um, but, uh, it was definitely, uh, yeah, it was, it was good softball. And the, the challenge around here was there just wasn't a lot of senior teams. So you had to go to, yeah. you know, the Toronto area to, to find good competition yeah. and, and weekends and stuff and so, but uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Um, now so, you, you got to yeah.
0: you actually got to come to Nova yeah, Scotia in '93, wasn't it? With the yeah, uh, Eastern Canadians. yeah,
3: with uh, yeah, we, um, our Cornwall team played in uh, provincials. Um, actually, it was in Ottawa here, and they had a well. It's funny because half of their team were guys I played with on uh, on terpain. And, um, you know, it's funny how you can do that one year you're playing senior and next year you're, you're kind of playing intermediate yeah, and, yeah. you know, senior B or whatever it is back in the day. And, uh, we had some really good battles with them and, um, they ended up, uh, uh beating us in the final and uh, the winner got the berth to the Eastern Canadians, but they were allowed I don't know. I can't remember two or three pickups or something like that. So, um, so they, they asked me and I went and, uh, we had a blast in in Nova Scotia. That's for sure. Um, you know, and I, I, I want, I want to say we won silver there or you did. better yet, lost, lost gold lost gold. Do you remember, do you remember who yeah. you played in the final? I think it was a, a team sponsored by Keith. I may be wrong. Yeah, we he were. Houghton, oh Yeah, Cody, yeah. He, it, this, yeah he, uh, he's teasing me ever since I was with softball Canada about that. So, uh, <laughs> of so course, he, he had wants. something to do with that team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We
2: were, Randy and I were talking about that because uh, we were thinking ninety three was right around the Keith started their program the senior think, program the senior program yeah so they may have played in that intermediate yeah. prevent or at probably that intermediate easterns that year yeah they then, probably
0: went to nationals and then when they all got home they p- were probably like well it's in halifax why not put us in it you know what i mean Yeah, like, i don't
2: remember yeah because yeah, i went to nationals with them in 94 with the keys okay. so they were senior then i know yeah but yeah i thought they were at 93 as well so anyway
0: yeah. do you, what do you do you remember anything about halifax did you did like, yeah, like well, like remember, Colin
2: Abbott story. <laughs> 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 Teaching Marty we had a pitch.
3: Yeah, <laughs> we were staying at the Holiday Inn. I remember that. Oh, rape, rape right, right by the Commons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, basically, the Ball Diamonds were just not too far away from there. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I think um, you know the the bar scene was uh, quite different than what. Uh, what happens here in Ontario. Cause it used to be in Ontario at one o'clock, they shut everything down. Then you had to go to Quebec. Okay. But I'm pretty, pretty not, sure not here. in Nova Scotia <laughs> it was a little bit later. Three
0: o'clock. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I think that first night a bunch of us over indulged in, uh, in a few bevies and, uh, nothing to do during the day, uh, the next day. So I said, yeah, like, you know, we can have a few and, uh, I remember walking the subway uh, about three o'clock for breakfast um, <laughs> the next day because <laughs> we were playing uh, the home team uh, that night and um, you know, and they were supposed to be tough. They were supposed to be good. So I'm assuming that's your, your Keith. Team. Yeah, sure been, enough. Yeah. yeah. Sure enough. I think they gave us a little drubbing. I think it was about nine or 10 to one. Oh, and, shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, um, we obviously were, we we played much better the rest of the weekend, figured yeah. some things out, and uh, and uh, I remember I think uh, and again I'm not 100 percent sure if it was a double elimination or, uh, but I think we had to beat them twice in uh, in the final.
4: Okay, mm-hmm.
3: and uh, we beat them the first game, and uh, it was a good game, and then. Uh, the second game, they gave us a pretty good drubbing. It wasn't it wasn't close. It was probably like six or seven run yeah. differential. Um, but we ran out of gas, and uh, which always happens, like you know, whenever you're coming in the back door. Mm, for sure. Um, but I just remember the one time we had uh, a a guy that was uh, more a sponsor than a coach and. He uh wore his heart in his sleeve and one of uh one of the local guys crushed one off of us and I think it was a three run shot to probably make it like six, seven, nothing. And he basically stood there and watched it. <laughs> and uh as he's slowly trotting around the bases, he gets to third base and our guy comes running out of the dugout <laughs> and he runs from third base in with him, just kind of jawing at him all the way down the you know, all the way down yeah. to the home plate. And then of course back then both benches empty and a lot of <laughs> words, but uh, but uh, we all went back to the Legion there, whatever. I think it was the Legion afterwards that <laughs> yeah. uh, sponsored everything, and you know, Scotia Legion, was, probably, yeah, probably yeah, Scotia, Scotia Legion, region. yeah, 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 it was good, and uh, that's where I think I first met Houghton um were, uh there because
2: he's very unforgettable yeah. that's for sure. <laughs>
3: yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> he he probably didn't have much to say. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh at that point in time I think they were trying to figure out how they would get me transferred to Nova Scotia to so play with the, Oh yeah. yeah yep. work at the brewery and, and play with them. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: probably tried to borrow money from you too.
3: <laughs> <Motherfucker>. <laughs>
2: anyway, so yeah
0: to the king of his court with Eddie Fainer. Yeah. like how did that all come to fruition?
3: Yeah, so right around that same time, so '93, um, I'm working for Bats, so I'm playing multiple leagues, um, and I uh, so it was, um, I think it was Labor Day weekend. I'm in in London, Ontario, working um, the provincial championships for Labats for uh, softball. Yeah and the phone rings and it's one of, uh, uh, guys that I know from Messina, New York, which is uh, as mentioned it's across from uh Cornwall right. and I played with and against him for, I don't know, 10, 10 years. And, uh, and, uh, he says, uh, um, Eddie fan of the King's court are coming to Messina. Their pitcher got hurt. They're doing a show for NBC, that same timeline. They are looking for a pitcher. Would you be interested? I'm going. Okay. Well, the king and his court, probably like you know, one of the most recognizable baseball yeah. teams yeah. in the world. Uh, um, yeah. And I said, absolutely. He's like you know, what do I got to do here? So, well, when are you home? I said, well, I'm home on Tuesday. So he says, well, the game's Thursday. Can you come over on Wednesday to meet him? I said, yeah, absolutely. So Wednesday night, uh, you know, we head over me and a friend of mine. And, uh, we go into, uh, Eddie's room and there he is. He's chewing a cigar. As he, <laughs> I found out for many years, he, he constantly does that basically anytime he's awake. So he's wow. chewing away at the cigar and, uh, you know, and he, uh, stands up, shakes my hand. And first thing he says, you're a big boy. <laughs> I said, yeah, I said, I'm a big boy. He says, uh, all right, can you hit? I go, uh, well, I, yeah, you know, I hold my, hold my own. Goes, right. Can you pitch? I go, yeah. He goes, well, basically he says, okay, well you come back here tomorrow. And we'll see what you got. And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, okay, I just drove an hour and a half for a two minute conversation that could have been done over the phone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, so the next day we show up and, uh, I get to the hotel, you know, a couple hours before the game and, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to tell me what I got to do. And basically they don't tell me anything. They just said, the only thing Eddie told me, he says, you're going to be playing first base, uh, long pitching. He says, and obviously you got nobody behind you. So he said, hey, anything hit over your head, you got to go get. I said, okay. <laughs> he says, then what I want you to do is he says, I want you to time it and I want you to throw the ball all the way in the air home. And we'll get the runner going home. And I said, "Okay." I said, "Eddie." So they taught me to to one hop it. So I said, "I'll just throw it nice and low, and you know, it'll one hop to the to the catcher." I don't want to overthrow him. He goes, "Nope." <laughs> you throw it all the way in the air. <laughs> I said, "Okay, Eddie." I, all right. So anyway, so sure enough, second batter of the game, ball goes over my head. And Dave Booth, who was playing shortstop, he's, you know, he's a massive guy. He's a former bodybuilder and, uh, you know, he's a, he's a catcher. And anyway, so he's kind of running out a little bit and I get to the ball and he goes, okay, all the way in the air. So I threw the ball, but, you know, you take your two steps and you throw it and I, uh, I threw it all the way in the air all right well threw threw it over the backstop over this <laughs> stand, and across the street to the <laughs> parking lot and into the one hopped into some guy's uh patio or something i think it was. And so anyway so i'm thinking oh yeah like, no I'm just pissed eddie off and yeah so anyway so we get the we get the three out and we're walking back and i get close to him and he goes that was a good throw. <laughs> you threw <two were> it far. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but uh, uh yeah. Oh yeah. Just the story like, you, like I mean, you've been on the road so long, like, you know, you mm. you wanna see some different things and stuff. Yeah. And we were playing a modified team that night with a with a girl from Syracuse uh university pitching. So, I mean, here I am, I'm playing, like, you know, senior ball and yeah. you know, intermediate facing some good pitching, and this girl's throwing her fastballs, like, you know, from 42 feet or whatever she pitched from. And I had 10 at-bats that night alone. Like, oh, yeah. you know, so so yeah. it was just, it was a blast. At just <laughs> yeah. So the next night we uh, went to Jamestown, New York, and I uh, was playing at the, at the time. They had a single-A franchise for the Expos so uh, we're playing um, I think it was in between the double for them to get the crowd and uh, so here I am I'm, I'm warming up and I'm throwing um, you know basically long toss with, uh, with loose and and here this guy walks out of the dugout one of the coaches and I'm just going okay so then he comes and he stands behind me and I mean you can throw a big loop and curveball yeah. from mm-hmm. 150 to 250 feet or 200 feet out and they were using this ball at the time fainter was uh, it had a k-pop center so it was definitely it was a little bit lighter and it was a great pitcher's ball oh yeah so so i'm throwing this big looping curveball and this guy walks out and he stands behind me and uh, then he starts asking me questions about how i make the ball break and what do i do like and then he says and and you guys throw what's called a rise ball and i said yep and he goes how do you do that so i'm showing them and stuff and then uh anyway so after the warm-up, he, he thanks me, and he walks away, and I look on the back of his jersey, and it says, Rigetti. It was Dave Rigetti. Frick, oh, oh, my
2: God. Jesus.
3: Exactly. That's what I said. Oh, my God. Here's this Dave Rigetti. He was yeah. basically, you know, so...
2: And, and I didn't yeah, know who like, the fuck he was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. well, I
3: got another Gordy house story about that one that, that we can share later on. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I played four games that year with, uh, with Eddie, uh, two in, um, two in the States. And then we came across to play in uh, in Belleville and then in Aurora, where we played against a uh, pretty decent intermediate teams. So, uh, you know, the first couple of days, whenever we were playing modified and, uh, and, uh, the coaches and mayor and the sheriff and all those guys in Jamestown, Eddie pitched about three innings, but as soon as we got to Canada, I pitched five, I think it was. Oh, wow. so, uh, oh yeah. But it was fun. It was, uh, it was good. And then a uh, couple of weeks after I, I got home, I got a, a call from him and asking if I'd be interested in, in touring full time, um, the following year. So Man. Yeah, so it's uh that's how it started and uh, it uh it was a blast for, you know, for the um the time I did it full time.
2: Yeah, so, well, that's awesome. Yeah, no.
0: Did Ed, did Eddie ever say like what it was like during the early years because I mean I, all week I've been watching videos, you know, and
2: really working hard. Yeah.
0: Oh, when I'm home, man, <laughs> when I'm yeah, home, bullshit. <laughs> but uh no, I've seen like video you know he was like in a major league stadium and it was half full and stuff like that like you know back in the in the 60s and 70s did he ever talk about you know what it was like doing it back then
3: oh he he talked about i mean we shared so much time together in the van right where we we drove basically coast to coast coast to coast in the u.s and uh you know so yeah um uh, I mean the man was amazing for what he accomplished there's no nobody questions that and I mean he ded- dedicated himself to to the road like you know mm. for for uh his time uh, that he was there and and it it'll never happen again put it that way but yeah. um he had so many so many great stories and uh you know the one the one thing I regret uh with uh, with Eddie was the the one year I I didn't play, I, I think I played 94, 95, I took 96 off and in 96, they showed up in Florida and, uh, and, um, they played golf with Ted Williams.
2: Oh, my oh. man.
3: Wow. Yeah. So it was the year I didn't go and it's like, oh my God, you bonehead.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> you know, Mike, so. you didn't know Dave or and you missed out playing
3: with <laughs> <laughs> Ted Williams. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean there's some great uh, there's other great like I said Gordie Howe is a, yeah. was a great one that we can get into and then Yeah, what, what's up with that so one? Um, so <laughs> so so Gordie uh Gordie and Eddie were were pretty good friends. There's uh there's a nice um refrain piece out there of both of them one uh Kings of their sport or something uh, and uh anyways we're in Traverse City, Michigan and uh it was probably late July. And, uh, you know, they had a saying on the court, that's not going to fly in August. Cause you just spent four or five m- months with the guys and you're kind of getting fed yeah, up and, yeah. you know, you got lots of money in the bank and stuff like that. So it's like, you know what, like, you know, that's not going to fly in August. So anyway, so <laughs> we were playing in, uh, Traverse city. And, um, uh, my girlfriend, uh, actually is my wife. Now she, um, she was with me. She came on the road for about a week <laughs> And, uh, we were, we were, uh, maybe the first or second inning. And there was, and there was me, Gary West and Rich Hoppy and Eddie. And, um, you know, so, uh, I'm playing, I can't remember if I'm playing short or, or uh, anyways, all of a sudden Eddie stops. He was pitching and he just stops, And then he walks over to the microphone. So I'm looking at hop an and I'm going like, I give him the, the shoulders and like, what's going on? He goes, I, I don't know. Only he he just says, ladies and, and Eddie was known to do some crazy stuff. Like you know, like what's he doing? Like you know, but uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> um, he Eddie gets the mic. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, I can like introduce you to uh, Gordy and Colleen Howe. Come on over, good friends of mine. So anyway, so Gordy Howe walks across the diamond with his wife Colleen, and they go sit on our bench. And there's wow. my wife be on the bench and so anyway so I could see hers uh Gordy's wife sits beside my wife and uh, Gordy's on the other side and uh you know now here I am I'm playing short and I'm thinking okay here's Gordy how I gotta get this signed I gotta do this I gotta get this (laughs) for this guy and you know so um so anyway so we get the three out and we go in and of course I'm I'm leading off so I just Eddie introduces me and we shake hands and, uh, you know, and, and then the, I go and I hit and, and then the show keeps moving along and Gordy sitting there and stuff. And my wife and, and Colleen are, are talking away and stuff. And so anyway, so, uh, I think it was about the fourth inning. All of a sudden I look over and they're gone and I'm going, Oh
2: shit yes
3: i haven't like i I, like you know because the show's going on right our games are going on and stuff so i kind of the in dugout in between innings and i'm getting my gloves on because i mean we hit every inning right there's Mm -hmm. only four of us and eddie didn't eddie didn't really hit that often the only time he hit is whenever he was pissed off at us (laughs) (laughs) so anyway so i I, i'm getting my gloves on and i look and i go nance do you know who that was and she looks and she goes is he a hockey player, and I just said, "What? Like, was he a hockey player?" That's it. We're we're done. We're done. You're going. You're, you're flying home tomorrow. <laughs> so anyway, so like you know, so the rest of the game, I'm pissed off, and I'm going. I don't freaking believe I didn't get anything signed in his. You know. Uh, so anyway, so as we always do at the end of the game, we sell programs, and we have a. Uh, um, you know, a, a chance to sign autographs for the kids mm-hmm. or if they want to buy a t-shirt or balls or whatever. So here we are, we're, you know, we're by the van uh, and we're selling all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, this great big black Lincoln Continental pulls up and I'm going, who the heck is that? Sure enough, Gordy pops out. He stands wow. there and he signed, signs autographs with every like you know. There's a whole bunch of kids there. Yeah. All, all of a sudden, the kids went from from me to him.
4: Right? <laughs> yeah. so, Why? Why? Which,
3: <laughs> which is understandable. So, yeah. anyway, so um, I'm watching Gordy and 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 uh, kind of standing close to him. And now I'm talking to him and and uh, well, he's from he's I'm I'm the only one from Canada basically the, that, uh, there's been two of us on that team full time from Canada. And so, I mean, like I, they always referred to me as the Canadian kid and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah. anyway, so I'm talking with Gordy and he's from, um, Saskatchewan and, uh, He's putting a dot on every kid's nose after he signs their autograph, <laughs> his autograph. So after all the kids are gone and stuff and we're all standing around, I go, Gordy, why do you dot every kid's nose? <laughs> he goes, you know, he says, I've been doing this so long. And he says, kids used to get back in line. Now I know if they show up and they got a dot on, on their nose. Already got I've that. already done them. That. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's smart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, so we're standing around and he, he uh, walks over to his Lincoln, pops, pops open the trunk, and he has six six sticks for us, autographed, a bunch of books, a bunch of pucks. And he goes, boys, come on over. He says, we're going to the restaurant for dinner. Holy
2: shit. So, you
3: know, what? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, so for the next two and a half hours, it was me and Gordial and Rich and Eddie and my wife. And you know, we had a great dinner and got some great memories, some great photos, and... Uh, I still Absolutely.
2: married
3: my wife too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's we, we knew that part.
2: <laughs>
0: actually, I have a personal story with Gordy Howe. Actually,
2: this isn't your podcast.
0: But uh, no, when I was seven, <laughs> when I was seven years old, Gordy had a hockey school in Brookfield, and it was him and and Mark, his son, that put on the hockey school and uh, all the off ice stuff. We went into Churro to do. Oh, yeah. So anyway, uh, we're doing off ice stuff and we ate at the cafeteria there and we were leaving to go do something in the field and I had a knot in my, in my sneaker. So I was behind everybody. I was sitting on the steps and I was like, I, you know, seven years old, I'm trying to get a knot at my yeah. sneaker. And next thing I I hear behind me is, uh, do you need some help? And I turn around, it's Gordie Howe. No way. And anyway, he proceeded. Wow. He proceeded to get the knot out of my
2: shoelace, and, and then punch you in the face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, elbow, no. elbows, yeah, elbow, yeah, tie
2: your fucking sneakers, kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> elbow to the face and say, "Get over there to that yeah. field." <laughs> it, uh, yeah, no, that like yeah. that's always gonna that's stick awesome, with me. Man. That's crazy. Like that's like you said. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of guy Gordy yeah, uh, was, right? It's
3: amazing. Yeah, great, great man. And I I spoke to him any time I I could. Uh, I went to a Red Wings game, and he's there with Ted Lindsay. I uh, signed autographs with a book, and I stood in line. And, and as soon as I saw him, I, like, I didn't expect him to recognize me or anything. I said, Gordy, it's Mike from The King of His Court a big handshake and how you doing? This is my good friend, 10 Lindsay. And, wow. you know, I'm just thinking, oh yeah. So down to earth. Uh, did he uh, dot your great, nose? Great, great <laughs> yeah. Did
0: he dot your <laughs> nose? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, what a great story. Great. That's, yeah. amazing. Oh, That's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we were spoiled. I got um, another question. Another thing yeah. that you, uh, that you sent me there on email is the, uh, the prison story in, uh, New York. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So we had, oh, there's there's uh, several prison stories that uh, you know the the funny part about any prison that you you played in. It was more serious. The inmates wanted to actually really kick the snot out of you. Like, they yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to go along with anything. I mean, there was no fans there. You couldn't use the line. Well, dude, how many people do you get at your town league games whenever, you know, like with the prisoners, there's no fans. It's just the prisoners, right? Yeah, but uh, so with no fans, others, do they have right?
2: cheerleaders like the longest yard? <laughs> 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 hey, Bracho. <Brent> yeah. Show.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, well, don't laugh, but my first ever experience oh, in was right on uh, Florida, Georgia wine and the funny part was oh, I, I think it was one of these ones where it's uh there was a time change and we messed up we were either an hour early or an hour late I can't remember
4: right.
3: well it was probably an hour late actually because they were waiting and weren't sure we were coming so yeah so it was so anyway so we're hurrying up through the check in point and stuff and uh, you know me being the youngest guy like we had to transfer everything from the van that we needed yeah. into the prison because they wouldn't let us drive the van in and right. So anyway, so we're going through, and back then they really didn't check your ID a heck of a lot the way they do now, but they, they did you know, a pretty thorough check of us, and they stamped your hand. And I said, "So what's this do?" And he goes, "Well, you need that stamp to get out." Oh, said, okay, well you better better stamp this hand over here too, and maybe behind my. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cause, I mean it's it, you're you like you're in Florida and, and you're gonna it, sweat. It's, it's pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, anyways, I'm the fourth, first guy through, and as I'm walking through, of course. You get to the, uh, the rec area and you got to go through all the the weights, the outdoor weights and stuff like that. So I'm walking right through there and I got my King's Court uniform on and stuff. And I'm, you know, late 20s or whatever I was. And I'm walking through and all of a sudden I say, I hear, Hey, jailbait, come here. oh "Oh my god just don't look just keep going (laughs) so we kept i I kept going but uh yeah you're right cheerleaders and stuff and uh, you know we we got out of that game it was it was kind of interesting they were using a ball called a piranha i don't know if you guys ever heard of them no but they were hard as rock not a great pitching ball but a hitting ball this oh yeah they had this one guy that thought he was really good and he was throwing you know 60 miles an hour modified type of thing with that straight well not too much movement so let me just say he didn't last too long with (laughs) (laughs) but the prison story you're referring to yeah we went to uh i think it was new jersey cherry hill or or somewhere and and we're uh you know we're doing the check-in as you always do and and uh the the guy in charge of bringing us in the rec director or whatever he goes boys there's uh, been a little bit of unrest here in the last few days and And uh, we almost canceled your show, but we thought it'd be good for for morale with the prisoners to make sure that the show went on. (laughs)
2: Let's use us as the (laughs) guinea pigs here. We're (laughs) pretty sure.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So he says, I just want to let you know that uh, we have the snipers in the guard towers. And uh, if anything happens at all, he says, just don't move. We got everything under control. And I said, okay, great. Like, you know, I'm thinking that I meanwhile, well, I'm going, holy shit, let me get out of here. <laughs> yeah. But um, so anyway, so we're playing this and it, it's a horrible diamond. Like, you know, it's a, it's just one of the things, there's no side fences, they got a bench, uh, that's it, and the prisoners are all you know, huddled around you and they're close and they're asking you for everything. Like, you know, you got to smoke, you got to oh, have dude. those wristbands, yeah. those glasses and stuff like that. But anyways, these these guys weren't very good we were playing against and um eddie pitched the first inning and we got through through that and he says mike you go you go ahead and throw now so anyways uh, i think I, I i don't think i faced if i faced nine guys in three innings that's i mean i don't think we got to 10 put it that way and yeah. finally the guy that was kind of their coach he's uh, he's a huge man and it's probably about six, six, three, something. And like, you know, you could just tell that he, he was the man in the prison. He ran that, you know, he's, he's yelling at these guys in Spanish and (laughs) I'm just like going, okay, I wonder what he's saying, but you could just tell he's pissed. And I mean, I don't even think they were getting soft balls. Like, you know, they were just missing, they don't play the game. So anyways, they were just like waving at the rice ball. And uh, (laughs) so anyway, so he's had enough. And we get two out, and next scene, you know he grabs the bat and he comes walking out to the mound, staring. And I'm going, oh, like, holy shit! Okay, so I looked at Eddie and I said, Eddie, what do I do? He says, strike the motherfucker. Out. I said, okay, <laughs> so, all right. So I threw the first one and. Hoppy was catching, and uh, like you know, I, I think the ball hit his glove, and Hoppy stood up to throw it back to me, and he swung. Like
4: he was so <laughs> far behind it. Right? Yeah.
3: So anyway, so I threw the second one, and he wasn't close to that. And then Eddie says time, and I'm looking at Hoppy. I'm going, oh shit, what are we doing now again? Here we go again. Like this isn't in the script. So he he takes a few steps in from first base, and he goes, sir, do you play slow pitch? And I'm going, oh, great. Like, you know, like it's going to piss this guy off. So, anyway, so the guy kind of just grumbled something and, and Eddie starts walking back to me. He goes, Mike, he says, lob one in there and let him hit it. So I said, OK. <laughs> so I just kind of just like, you know, soft toss one underhand yeah. to him. And he swings and, well, he pops it up about, I don't know, 15, 20 feet. And it doesn't go almost directly to me. I think I had to move <laughs> two steps back or something. Right. So yeah. I catch the ball. And we, we always had our own ball, so it's in my hand, and I'm kind of like, I start to walk, but meanwhile, this guy who kind of moseyed a little bit towards first base is now walking towards me. Oh, Jesus. And he still has his bat in his hand, right? And I'm thinking, okay, the guard says, don't move. Don't move no matter what. So this guy's walking, and he's getting closer and closer, and I kind of look at, at Hoppy, and Hoppy's standing there with his mask behind home plate still going, I don't know. He's got this dumb look on his face. And Eddie's, you know, he's mid sixties or uh, whatever he was at the time. He's standing by first and he never used to even stop. Like he would just walk in. Now he kind of stopped and he's looking and he, and I'm starting to, okay, like, what the hell, what do I do? Do I throw the ball at him? Do I turn around and run? Like So meanwhile, he's getting closer and closer and yeah. And I'm going, And then finally, I'm just thinking to myself, okay, shoot him. Shoot him. Like, (laughs) fuck, he's getting too close. Fair enough, like, you know, he gets within three feet of me and he sticks out his hand and he goes, you're good. Good pitching. <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you, sir.
2: Because I just shit my pants.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's funny so.
0: when you tell that story. I'm picturing uh, Michael Clark Duncan from the Green Mile.
2: Yeah. Hey, you good pitcher, man.
3: He was. <laughs> yeah. That's a good. Yeah. It was yeah. good comparison because he was like he was cut. He was huge, and yeah. So it was uh, it was interesting. That's for sure. That's amazing. But uh, oh yeah, I remember the first ball uh, we hit. It went over the, the, the outfielder's head there and uh, next, you know, some prisoner from, I don't know, 200 feet away from, that wasn't even at the game. He comes running out, picks up the ball and turns around and runs away.
2: Ooh.
3: Yeah. I wonder what he's going to so use like, it for. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Who
2: knows? Where'd yeah. the ball go? <laughs>
4: I'm thinking, okay,
3: yep
2: i
4: guess so. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah so that was kind of uh any prison that we ever played in was very very interesting that's for sure
2: yeah listen tell uh, us uh anything. we heard a story of something to do with guantanamo bay can you can you touch on that one spending several yep. days there perhaps
3: <laughs> yeah it was it was quite the experience it was uh you know we were uh scare chillers i think <laughs> no no not at all oh, really there, it was no. pretty, it was, yeah it was it's pretty good Oh uh, yeah, true. Yeah. It was um I wanna say probably oh five, oh six or something. Uh, Eddie was uh really going downhill at the time oh, and yeah. uh, um he was in a wheelchair and stuff, but he was still uh um touring and you know, doing whatever he did, the pitching show whenever he could and yeah. still work excuse me, still worked the mic and stuff and um anyway, so uh we head to Jacksonville, Florida. And we did a couple of games there for the base. And uh, and then we were going go to go to Guantanamo Bay. And um, so we are flying on a military plane across and going to uh, Guantanamo. And I think we were going to spend three nights there and, and play. We, were, we had to do a couple of clinics and uh, and then play a game. Oh, yeah and there was some pretty uh, obviously you don't get to go to guantanamo uh especially a you know a canadian guy to, yeah, yeah. to experience it so they treat us like rock stars it was great i mean <laughs> everything was there for us yeah. uh you know uh but it, it does shut down uh you know it shuts down pretty quick um uh, like you know as soon as it gets dark, there's not really a heck of a lot to do they got the. The bowling alley and that's probably about it oh yeah but um yeah so it uh it was interesting um you know there's some pretty cool things that uh, we played golf there and uh you know as we're in the uh as we're just getting ready to tee off and stuff and uh the starter comes over and he goes hey guys here you're gonna need these so i'm going okay he gives us a piece of grass basically a little you know i don't know Foot by foot, or whatever it is, yeah. and he says wherever your ball lands, you pick it up and you put uh, this grass down, and then you got to hit off the grass. I said okay. So anyway, so we get to the drive up to the first hole, and now I understood why there was no grass. Oh. And yeah. And you know, you, you, drive the ball. And I think that's the first time I ever hit a 400 foot or 400 yard drive. Cause I mean, I think I hit it 200 in the air and then it just kind of just kept going and going and going. <laughs> it was hard as rock. There was no water. So, I mean, yeah, we were all just crushing the ball, but <laughs> it was really interesting. That's but um, one of the neatest stories about Montomino Bay was uh, the Marines are there. They protect Basically, like you know, keep people from coming. The, the only time the gates open, they tell me is there's there at the time there were still some people from Cuba that were coming in to work the base, and um, that's the only time the, the gates open was to let these people in and out every day. Right. And then there was a certain area where uh, even the people on Guantanamo were not allowed to uh, pass. It was only the Marines. So anyway, so they took us on a tour. Um, the Marines brought us down to the to the gate and they took us up into the, you know, the guard house and stuff. And, you know, there's some binoculars there. And, uh, and the one guy's looking and he goes, Hey, come here. And I go, okay. What, like, what, what am I looking at? He goes here, just look over here. And so he, he kind of steers me and I come eye to eye with somebody like, you know, 200 yards away or whatever, looking at us. Wow. So it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of neat. It was like all of a sudden because it was their military keeping an eye on what goes on. Oh, is that right? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of freaky, but uh, it was uh, it was really a neat trip. And obviously the, you know, the prison uh, itself was we didn't get close to that, but uh, yeah. we drove through the old one, and I mean that was just right out of Rambo is like, that you know, right like it was, yeah, it was uh, the low fence in and like you know the holes in the ground with the with the grates over them and stuff like Jesus that. It was just it was God. really yeah yeah it was kind of kind of uh, scary but uh, very scary yeah but that's where softball took me so I, I couldn't no
2: it's amazing just to think you get to go there because of softball that's crazy yeah
3: yeah not yeah, because you was,
2: were uh, bad <laughs> <laughs> and
3: I got the lead so, yeah
0: yeah
2: there you go that's right
0: mike i want to yeah. talk to you about the 99 and 2000 iscs with uh amsterdam uh, yeah. tell us about that experience how how was that i mean you fared pretty well in, the, in 99
3: <laughs> i'd say yeah we uh i got um you know in 98 i got married um towards the end of uh of the summer late august and stuff and um uh, told Eddie, like, you know, I wasn't coming back in 99. And, uh, my wife is from upstate New York and we had been going to a tournament there uh, Sable Forks since so oh, probably I was 17, I think it was. And, um, that's where I met my wife was at that, that tournament. And, um, anyway, so I'm, I'm kind of not with a, a good team. Um, you know, a, a good ISC team, I guess you could say I have yeah, you know, a few intermediate teams. So I'm, uh, basically a free agent at this last able tournament, New York spirit, we're coming and I get the phone call, um, saying like, you know, will you come play with us this weekend? And I said, sure. Yeah. So, um, I'm playing and we, uh, I, it's one of those events where anybody goes, anybody that's um you know they, they have no restrictions so it's like pretty much open it's which is great right. which I, I wish more were like that and um but anyway so it's just the, the two top teams are basically us and heflin and um you know new york spirit versus heflin they're both in the same district in the u.s they're both trying to qualify for the world um you know they got to play down and stuff uh, afterwards as well so there's a lot of Animosity grew in there. They have yeah. uh, they have Steve Price, and they had uh, oh, who else did they have? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but Pricey was one of the main guys. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, we had Derek Coleman, Derek Darren Ray. So we mm-hmm. were both. Pretty good and we had uh, a couple of young comers from New Zealand, Reese Casley and uh oh, and geez. um all right. Daniel Daniel Milne. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they were both uh, you know, right around twenty-ish years old. So they were I think it was their first year in, in uh US and also with the ISCs and stuff. So we were we were pretty good. I was playing first or third and um anyways, uh I think it was Third inning of our first game against Heflin in the final and both benches empty. Oh,
4: wow.
3: And I go, yeah, I'm going, okay, great. So I'm going, oh, what's going on here? So anyways, so sure enough, we play him again in two weeks uh, in one of these ISC qualifying. I forget what they were called back then. It was just one of those in your district you had to. Yeah whoever wanted to register and play, but nobody wanted to play New York Spirit or Heflin. So it was just us against them in a best of uh, five over the course of the weekend. Well, I think the first three games, I think we had two bench clearing balls. Jesus! <laughs> oh yeah. They just didn't like each other. There was beans going back and forth and stuff. And yeah. I think they ended up beating us, but then of course we get the invite to go to the world's anyways, which everybody kind of knew whoever wasn't going to win was going to get an invite. Yeah. So it was in Sioux city. And, um, I remember I was its six hours for me to go to, uh, Albany, New York, which is closest airport from Amsterdam where most of those guys were staying and stuff. So I just flew out of Ottawa and I flew the morning of, and I think we had a game at like six o'clock and I was supposed to land maybe by one. Well, I got to the game in the third inning.
2: Oh shit! Oh man,
3: <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, great, great start. Like you know, yeah. here you are, your first world tournament, and uh, and we won. I think it was five or six nothing. Coleman threw a, a perfect game, and uh, Joey Basabar. I think I think we were playing a team from Saskatchewan. Okay. And uh, anyway, so uh, we moved on, and uh, sure enough, I got to to DH the next game, and. Uh, and we we're playing a um team out of Colorado, we were the the Bandits, Pueblo Bandits or something. Yeah. Yep. And uh yeah, so I, I I was batting behind Mike Nink. And uh Mike used to play for Tampa Smokers and big swinger, home run hitter, uh, you know, but never really hit a great average like yeah. you know, so but I mean he hit some monster home runs and great and like I said, we had Casey and we had Milne and uh Darren Ray and so we had a pretty decent lineup um, so sure enough we get and back then too in 99 it was double the limb so I want to say that it was probably 30 to 40 teams somewhere in there and you know you make the the, the top 10 you make it to the final couple of days you're doing quite well oh, right. right. <laughs> and we played Larry Miller and um,
0: Utah
3: yeah and they had uh, I think they had Dewey and um, one of the veteran guys that was pretty good, I can't, for right now, the name escapes me. As soon as yep. we hang up, I'll think of it. Anyways, well, I think it was and Kathleen, they went back to back, and I'm up next, right? And usually what happens? Dotted. You know, yeah, so I got dotted, and uh, anyways, we went on, and we had some uh, pretty good success, and uh, we got beat out, I think, by, like, Waterloo, I think it was that year, and Robbie Swire, and uh, it's a good game. But we just, uh, again, Coleman threw pretty much every game because uh, I was an out of area guy, so I couldn't throw, and uh-huh. uh, and uh, you know, and Darren Ray, it just uh, I forget it. He was considered out of area as well, or what? But anyways, Coleman threw pretty much everything, and um, we got beat out, and I left. I went home the next day, um, didn't stay for the, the final day. And then I got a call saying, uh, hey, congratulations, you just won first team. So I had a pretty good week. Um, <laughs> yeah. My only regret was I, I left, uh, like I said, after we got beat out, I left the next day and yeah. uh, and missed the awards ceremony. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, was kind of cool. No, it was and then cool. the following year, yeah, we went to uh, St. Joe, Missouri. And the whole ironic part of that was I just – played there in 98 with with eddie against okay. uh yeah so uh so i mean it was kind of neat to walk back into the ballpark and see exactly what they did with the setup and stuff and uh and it was uh yeah we uh we did okay i i didn't do as well that year but uh but um the team finished i think top 10 again seventh or eighth or something and yeah and then uh, shortly, either the next year or the year after, they merged with uh, Broken Bow. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, you know, by then, like I said, we we were going to start a family, and I just six-hour drive, uh, you yeah, know, to Amsterdam cool. and stuff. And I just, uh, you know, so it was great Well it lasted. I, you know, did I still played competitively here? And but um, yeah, those two years with uh, New York Spirit were definitely. Uh, um, you know things I, cherish, I, I, you know, forever cherish. Uh, mm-hmm. You know meeting those guys, and even last year whenever I was in New Zealand with uh, the junior men's team, the U18s. Uh, you know, Reese was on the um, yeah,
2: the New Zealand match
3: on the host. Com- oh. oh, he's on the host committee. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so it was like, hey, you know, he looks at me, he goes, budgie? And I go, yeah, great big hug and stuff. So, you know, how oh, you doing? Cool. And cool. yeah, so it's, uh, you know, it's it's those types of things that you, uh, that you remember. Oh, freaking awesome. right. I mean,
0: we talk about it on here all the time about, you know, softball family, you know. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> you, you play against a guy once and you're like, no, well, frig, <laughs> I know, I know that guy for life.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Or way, play best, with buddy. him, yeah. Yeah
0: actually i got a yeah. question mike uh what was it like yeah. going like you know after playing that so many years with king court and then going into isc level ball like that must have been you know uh, had to be a change for you
3: it was a huge change i mean I, you know I, uh, the funny part is eddie used to always say well i can't play nine ball i don't get to hit every fourth time you know so i mean <laughs> like yeah you're only hitting three times a game but uh no, honestly, uh, it uh, it was a challenge. It was different, um, but to be blatantly honest, I, I missed out on playing that. Like yeah. you know, a lot of times, whenever yeah. you're you're playing or you're pitching or something, some people say, "Well, you know, what's the hardest pitch you ever throw?" And like, the hardest pitch I ever threw with the King of His Court had, you know, there was it really didn't matter. There was nothing on the line.
4: Right. Yeah, you I know. What you show,
3: mean, yeah. right. So yeah. if the guy from third base scored, he scored. So what? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, if you're up two to one in the bottom of the seventh, and you know, you got about five grand on the line in a tournament or something, yeah, yeah, that that means something. So I, I did miss that that side of it, but I mean, I also got to play in front of yeah. you know ten ten twelve thousand people. I met a lot of great people. Of uh, you know, I, I it's funny because the other day we were talking, and, and I said I've actually been in every state in the U.S. except Hawaii.
2: Wow. That's
3: so nuts. you know, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 So I got to play ball and it's uh you know, and with now with social media, I stay in touch with, with mm-hmm. so many of the different guys. And you know, I got to be part of the last tour, the last uh games in two thousand and eleven. It ended back uh, where it started where Eddie was born in Walla Walla, Washington. So oh, I probably man. played about
0: I was gonna ask you about that. Games. I was gonna ask you about that last game. Yeah how how like yeah. how how was that that must have been you know <laughs> you know must have been was, pretty emotional
3: yeah it was good i mean the crowd was 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 good um you know i think it was more to be honest it was more for us than it was for the crowd right like you know yeah. just to bring closure and eddie was such a big part of a lot of our our lives and uh, also um the game of softball and the promotion of the game of softball and you know, to, to end it where it started was, was kind of, um, you know, it was almost surreal in the fact that like, like we had the van and we left the keys to the van there and, you know, basically, uh, just little things like that. And, you know, it's one of those games where usually you're trying to get out of the, like, you know, as quick as you can and get back to the hotel. But there we just, everybody kind of just hung around for, for hours, just kind of, you know talking and sharing stories and yep. it was uh it was pretty neat. I'm so glad I was part of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, it's on to the
0: uh the Player Association part of the show.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're turning into a Peaches interview right now. We're getting long, man.
0: <laughs> Sorry, <guys. laughs> I'm just kidding, Mike. I'm totally kidding. Nobody, uh, will, uh, nobody will ever go as absolutely. long as Peaches did because I will not let that happen
3: again. <laughs> I'll tell comedian. you what, though. We can, as the Canadians this year, uh, yeah. we can sit around the, the yeah. beer garden and I can tell you a few more because there's a lot of great ones. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: absolutely. Stuff we
0: can't put on yeah. here, but, uh, yeah. Uh, shush shush Oh, Peaches, if you're listening, we love you, man. Oh,
2: frig, yeah, Peaches. (laughs) You were the greatest, actually. Anyway. It was just long. Yeah. Love you, though.
0: On to the uh, player association. I'm going to list a player. You can say as much or as little about them as you want. So uh, we're going to start off with uh, Paul Walford.
3: Yeah, Wally was a great teammate uh, with the New York Spirit. Uh, You know, and there's a guy that hit up in the order. I I never mentioned him, but... uh, he was one of the first guys that I really, um, said, Oh my God, this guy's a leader. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he just carried himself in, in certain ways. He was great. Uh, he was, uh, you know, one of the the first guys to speak up in huddles. He, uh, you know, he was one of the first guys to, to have his cleats on and be stretching and, uh, he he was just he was just the the he was just a professional like he was just there's no other no other word for him and and how this goes full circle was probably that last year in 2011 whenever I was with Eddie and one of the the trips I did make was in Florida and and we're going to this outside of Tampa um, game and I pull in and and who's there Wally's catching and there's a big left-hander pitching no Jody Henniger. No No way. way. (laughs) Absolutely. That's crazy. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's just ironic how things just kind of, you know, twist and they get back to you. And so, yeah, Wally and I, uh, of course we, you know, we headed out to, to one of Jody and Paul's favorite spots. And, uh, you know, we shared a bunch of stories that night for sure. But, uh, yeah, but Wally, uh, uh he's just, uh, there's no words, but he was one of the first leaders, so that's for sure that I've ever really said, man, oh man, that guy knows what he's doing. Perfect. That's and fantastic. believe me, like, there's, ever since then, though, there's been a lot of guys with Team Canada that I've said similar things mm-hmm. Oh, about, for sure. So, yeah. yeah.
0: All right, next on the list is, uh, Daniel Mellon. Um,
3: he was, he was quiet. Like, oh, Daniel yeah? was very, very quiet. Uh, again, a great teammate, uh, you know, they uh, they all did you know their own thing in the sense of uh, for getting ready. And Daniel was also, you know, uh, he was young at the time I knew him, and uh, um, he just he just went about his business. He hit, he he caught, he did whatever he wanted. And like you know, he's not a catcher, but I, I remember we had to put him in there to catch. Yeah. You know, so he was just a, a great teammate as well.
0: Right on. All right, uh, Gary West.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. We could go on for an hour with Gary West. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> he's just uh, – uh, I really, really uh, love my time with Gary. Uh, unfortunately, Gary lost his eye to cancer um, before I was uh, with the team. And, um, you know, so he's uh, he struggled along, but I, uh, the funniest – sports comedian I've ever known. And that's how he's, he's, you know, he's, he's pointed in the games. He was Eddie's personal catcher that first year I played with him. Um, you know, he's just a, a great man. Um, and I tell you one thing, that guy, wherever we went, he got us free golf. That right? well that's it's all right. right he was he was like he was just the guy yeah. he's just a great great man and he could talk uh, he should have been a salesman as opposed to a ball player because he just was was great uh i really really enjoyed my time with gary uh quick story about gary um whenever hoppy used to go in hoppy and i would catch and pitch each other because gary obviously was yeah, you know, with one eye had a challenge and Gary would go play short and Eddie would go play first base. Mm-hmm. But Gary always had this thing. He would always be talking and cracking and like, you know, getting the fans going and stuff. And one time I I was catching and I put a pickoff play on with Gary and I wasn't sure if he saw it or not. <laughs> but I said he must have saw it. Like, you know, <laughs> so anyways. So like he's like kind of just moping around second base, talking away and talking to the guy. And so I gonna throw down the second base. He doesn't see it at all. (laughs) It whizzed right by his ear and he still didn't know. He just kept talking. (laughs) The ball went out in center field and him and the guy are just talking. And Oh my God, I laughed so hard, (laughs) but Gary was, uh, but, uh, yeah, Gary is, uh, is one of the best yeah
0: that's great uh next is uh you just brought him up rich hoppy hoppy
3: uh i for what he he's accomplished uh, a lot of people don't know um he's i mean even in 2011 i think he was over 60 years old doing like you know the trick pitches and, and stuff and he started, uh, he's even, you know, way back in the seventies, he was pitching high level and playing senior. And, um, you know, he also owned a, uh, one, of a, a successful bar in, in Bayonne, New Jersey called Hoppy's pub. And anyway, so he, uh, great name. Great. Yeah. He was, uh, well, I mean, I spent, I think three of my years with, with rich on tour and, uh, we became really good friends and he started a program called the king and the king of diamonds. And, uh, Rich was, uh, you know, an alcoholic back in the day and he, uh, he's been clean and sober for, you know, for 25, 26 years now. And, uh, yeah. And he continues to give back to communities and, and programs. I remember, uh, we we're in Key West, Florida and, uh, Hoppy says, come on. I go, where are we going? Like you know, it's nine o'clock at night. We we don't play till tomorrow. Where, where are you taking? Me? I know you're not taking me to a bar. Where are we going? <laughs> so uh, we stopped at the Key West jail. He goes, I need you to catch. So we just went downstairs. Uh, he had made arrangements, and there's about ten prisoners came over, and he gave them a talk, and then he demonstrated about ten or twelve pitches oh, wow. between his legs, behind his back, and stuff, and. You know, that was the type of guy Hoppy was. Wow. Like he found the meeting wherever we were and he yeah. just uh you know, was just a, a – and he's writing a book and he keeps uh you know, he he all of a sudden my you know, my email will, will blow up and it'll be Hoppy Well what were we doing here? And, and he you send me <laughs> what you remember about that? So yeah. his, his book's supposed to come out this spring, so oh, I'm anxious right. cool, cool. to uh, to, yeah so uh, another you know another beauty of a guy that's for sure yeah
0: i di- actually i didn't know a lot a lot about rich and then this week you know doing the research and everything watching videos and everything man he yeah. uh, he got eddie's routine down
3: <laughs> like oh yeah absolutely unreal it was yeah it was fun catching him it was really it was a lot of fun catching him and uh you know and the, the problem that we had with with us both of us is neither one of us had time to put a jock on, right? Like it was like back then, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the only thing I ever asked was, was, Hoppy, just tell me whenever a drop's coming. Yeah.
4: yeah.
3: But, uh, he would get so much in his routine that he would never tell me. Oh, shit. So I ended up catching side saddle as much as I could.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you had to. But, Good idea.
3: Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Oh, it was funny. I must've hit him in the chest maybe 10 times on a low rise ball. <laughs> you know, just because he, I mean, he wasn't a catcher and it yeah. was, uh, you know, he was just there, but, uh, oh, it was fun. Oh yeah. That's, That's awesome. awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, of course we got to end it off with, uh, Eddie Fainer.
3: Oh, I mean, Eddie Fainer was, uh, you know, it's funny cause a lot of uh, us uh, guys that have played with him over the years and full-time players will, will share some things. And, and we always call it the university of Eddie Fainer <laughs> just because if you've ever done there and been there and done it with him, you know, you learn so much and, uh, it's his way or no way or else like, you know, he wouldn't have made it for 55 plus years and he's structured in that sense, but he's also, uh, you know, he's, he comes across as a tough drill sergeant at times, but he's got the biggest heart in the world. Um, you know, At other times, yeah. he was a showman. Uh, he was a, a great guy. He was great for the game of softball. Um, you know, and I really appreciate what he did for me, like, uh, given a you know, Canadian kid, a, a chance at, yeah. uh, you know, playing with one of the world's famous softball teams and, you know, uh, sad to see him go back in, uh, I think it was 07. 07 um, yeah. and, uh, you know, downhill, uh, he went pretty quick the last couple of years, but, uh, I think, like I said, Guantanamo Bay was the last time I saw him. And, mm-hmm. uh, I still cherish the, uh, letters I have from him from back in, you know, the, the early to mid nineties from the typewriter. And, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he carried, carried the briefcase around the big, you know, brown leather, hard briefcase. And, you know, every once in a while he, uh, you know, he would pull out his electric typewriter and, you know, so, yeah. But, uh, he was a strong man and, uh, you know, um, he too liked to indulge in a beverage or two every once in a while. And, and the funny part was my first year, he always seemed to send me to go get him a bottle of black velvet whenever we were in a dry County. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, it was just, yeah, so deep in Texas or South Carolina, like, you know, you pull into dry counties, and, you know, like, everywhere we go, we would get invited to, like, you know, a bar or a restaurant for drinks and food afterward and stuff, and Eddie used to, like, you know, he'd come every once in a while, but he would, he would send me <laughs> Whenever it just happened to be like, hey, Mike, I need a bottle today. And I'm going, Oh my God, Eddie, was like, you know, 20 miles from the freaking next candy. So it took me about a month and uh, I would buy five and I would stick them up on the top of the van. And, you know, yeah. about 15 minutes later, I'd come back with a bottle. But all I did was climb up the ladder and get it.
0: That's smart. That is so smart.
3: Yeah. A little oh, young yeah. Canadian. Not, not, yeah, it's not Gordy how smart, but it's smart. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Frank. Mike, this has been awesome, man. This, uh, like, this has been fantastic. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I can't wait to... uh see you at a nationals and yeah uh, i
2: hope to hell it's a summer
0: yeah and we can uh continue these conversations yeah, in a beer
2: tent. for sure
3: <laughs> absolutely no i appreciate it guys and thanks very much and uh on the side of uh the promotion side of softball with softball canada i, I really do uh, enjoy what you guys are doing for us and for the game and it's always great to have uh you know, uh, seeing our guys on there as well as other countries and, Mm -hmm. you know, the girl side, you name it, it's, uh, keep up the great work. And, uh, and yes, I hope to see you guys, uh, you know, somewhere this summer.
2: Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Take care. We'll be chatting.
3: Thanks, Mike. Okay. All right, boys. See ya. See ya,
2: pal. Bye now.
3: Bye now. That was awesome.
2: Yeah. I feel like we still have a thousand questions I know. to ask. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: I still have like, what happened in Texas? What happened in New yeah. Mexico? What yeah. happened in Arkansas? Yeah. Because I mean, they, they toured everywhere. Yeah, I know, man. It's so crazy. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, oh, that yeah. was fantastic. Like the, the whole prison stories, so you're like...
2: Yeah.
0: Can you imagine
2: <laughs> being in his shoes? And- not to mention, like, so he gets to do all of that. And then now he's also with Team Canada. So he gets to huh. travel all over the goddamn world. Yeah, It's amazing. Uh, Good for him. Yeah, Good guy. 100%. Yeah. freaking yeah, right. Very excited.
0: Yeah. Well, that was a... Uh, well, was a long one? Well, we're at 123 right now. I mean... Yeah. My, not- wife,
2: my wife thinks I'm downstairs, so <laughs> it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> no peaches level.
2: <laughs> oh, one other thing I forgot to tell you about the ball field. Oh, Another one. We have. That was loud. The Beefy Wiener. <laughs> Adam Dorian. What? Yeah. So we have a guy that's going to be there during league nights selling hot dogs out of our canteen. So he's starting his own business. It's called the Beefy Wiener. Okay. I didn't know this day could get any better, but uh, it just did. Yeah, man. I'm fucking on fire right now. <laughs> So now he has to sell enough hot dogs that he bec- he can become a sponsor on Wait, here and we can use his name more. <laughs> the Beefy Wiener. The Beefy Wiener. Yeah. Let's not get too much further <laughs> that. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, freaking another week. We got, uh, I was telling you before, we got some good guests coming on.
2: Yeah. It's six weeks in a row. We got some oh, good stuff coming got, up
0: here. Uh, next week, I got the, we're going to be talking to Samantha Shaw. Yes. From AU. Bat Big flip bat. champ. Oh, those yeah. bat flip. After that, uh, Stacey Porter, captain of uh, Australian national team. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Going to the Olympics. Good day, and, mate.
2: Yep. And we got
0: uh, Cole Evans coming on.
2: Yeah, that's sick. That's yeah, going to be a, that's, that's gonna sick. be a good one. I mean, yeah,
0: guy, Young being the captain of... Uh, yeah, you know, that's
2: not even fair, really, is it? Yeah. Maybe we should just make him wait. <laughs> like, <laughs> Didn't we say that in the how last many, one? <laughs> how,
0: how much information can I get Yeah, I got this in his 20s?
2: I don't know. Well, he's done a lot, so I'm sure we'll be okay there.
0: Then we got Timmy Mack. Yeah, Big Macker. That's good. Timmy McCumber. Yeah. We've played with him for a couple of years. Played against him. Yeah. I'll still, you know what? I'm going to, we'll bring this up with him, but you know, that's going to be in four weeks, five weeks, but I'm going to bring it up now. Remember when we restarted the Elks Mm -hmm. in 07, we played our first game in Shuby and Timmy showed that
2: home run he hit. He hit it off of, uh, What's his face? Um Steve and Steve, yeah. What's his Steve name? Steve Thomas. Steve Thomas. Steve
0: Thomas. And yeah. it may have just landed right now. Yeah. But in reality, it landed in the oat field of the, of second, the second field,
2: field in Shubi. Yeah. It had to be about a seven hundred and fifty foot yes. shot.
0: It was ridiculous. And yeah. I can't wait to <laughs> to bring that up to you. Yeah. But uh yeah. anyway to everybody, hope you have a great week.
2: Till and next weekend, week? And whatever weekend? day it is today, whatever. Friday. What's yeah. today? Monday. Today's Friday, you dumbass. No, I mean,
0: when this is released. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Have a great weekend. Let's get to classified. All right. Take care, Aaron. See ya.
1: I read the rules before I broke them. I broke the chains before they choked me out. Uh, now I pay close attention. never heard this before, yeah. but I'd rather lose a fight than miss the war, and I ain't wishing competition or fishing for it, I'm just living in a system, conditions are poor yeah. I've been lost in the rhythm and form. too many late nights hitting the liquor store too many bad decisions, half-ass attempts, no sweat, no fear, no blood no tears, I go hard, and I ain't making up no excuse, I'm overdue, I don't do what I'm supposed to do, cause if you think about it man, we're supposed to lose, it ain't all picture perfect, ocean views. no I was a first class rookie, taking out bullies in my all black hoodie, man I'm mystery you know the history get it or forget it cuz poof i'm out of here i read the rules before i broke them i broke them uh-huh. i broke the chains before they chose. I've been high and I've been real low yeah. I've been beaten and broken but I healed though So many ups and downs, roughed up and clown We all got problems but we deal though. I'm trying to do better now, find my inner peace Learn my art form and find my energy When my back's on the wall I don't freeze up Now I find my inner strength and I re-up Here we go, I know i never been the smartest Or wisest but I realize what it takes Never dwell in the dark cause the sun Always rises but gotta make it to the next day It's a feeling that you get in your lungs When you run but you running out of air And your breath won't come